Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Social Semblance Podcast, where we look into what we put into and what we get out of social media. In this episode, we will be diving into that second part, what we get out of social media. Today we have on the podcast Gabby DeLuca, a psychology major at the Rochester Institute of Technology, who will be offering her perspective on the psychology of consuming social media. How are you doing, Gabby? I'm doing good, thanks. How about you? Fantastic. So happy to be here. So, just to kick this off, what are some of the positive aspects of social media on our psyches? Um, So I think one of the big things that we get out of it is the ability to connect with people from different cultures. Um, Particularly, it helps us gain levels of understanding with others, and that leads to more open-mindedness, higher levels of optimism, and in the end, higher levels of life satisfaction. Mm -hmm. There's also uh, access to information, particularly for students. Uh, There's academic support, the ability to find and gather mentors, And then the ability to change our lifestyles. There's so many people or social media pages out there that offer lifestyle advice that helps us to change. You know, the classic like Instagram influencers, that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously COVID is a big deal in today's day and age. Um, You know, given that we've been quarantined for a year, nearly all of the information we're gathering about the pandemic is from the Internet. Um, So are there any studies currently going on that are researching the effects of uh, the pandemic and learning this information from social media on our psychological states? Yeah, um, I've I've seen a few studies that have popped up very recently looking at uh, how the quick dispersion of information with COVID has been uh, very effective and has gotten a lot of response from people um, and that people would have not otherwise gone in search of that information if it wasn't so readily presented in social media. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also, you know, a a positive from it about feeling informed about things, and that helps reduce anxiety. So I'm sure there's also a negative side to, like, you know, having all this access to information about how the pandemic is just, you know, killing all these people, having such bad effects on us. Uh, Could you speak to some of the some of those negative effects that we're getting from social media, both about the pandemic, but also in general? Uh, Yeah, so we're seeing a rise in health anxiety. We also saw a rise in health anxiety when social media started to really become a big thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's- And and is that because of like the, just places like WebMD popping up that we're putting out all this medical information? Yeah, but also a lot of uh, influencers put out a lot of things. Um, so one of the issues we see is misinformation being spread. Uh, and people don't don't necessarily know better or know where to go to look to get the right information. So uh-huh. they're depending on these influencers to give them correct information. And there's also... And they don't always do that. Yeah. 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 And even with the information that is accurate, sometimes it's written at too high of a a medical level for the average person to understand. Mm -hmm. So they see these numbers like a hundred people died or something, but in the long run, that's actually a low percentage and they just don't realize that. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't know how to put it in perspective. So uh, we are seeing a lot of health anxiety now and it's, it's becoming more and more prevalent with a lot of the COVID scares. Uh, Some of the, the more general negative effects of social media we see 
really seem to stem from uh, misuse of social media, mm-hmm. um, not not using it to its fullest. So uh, we see generally lower life satisfaction. I know that I said earlier we could gain higher life satisfaction from social media, but with misuse, it, we're seeing lower life satisfaction. We're seeing it because um, these people are developing other disorders or uh, seeing all these negative things like with more access to world events than just what a news channel would offer to us. It can kind of be overwhelming and depressing with all of that negative news. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are just not as satisfied. And then also these Instagram influencers are, in you know, the type are posting things that um, people end up, you know, comparing themselves to, would you say? Yeah, yeah. So uh, particularly with uh, Instagram use, Mm -hmm. uh, where a lot of it is based on body imagery, uh, we do see uh, higher levels of anorexia. Um, That's becoming quite a problem with some of these uh, influencers and people comparing their bodies to them. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if somebody doesn't develop anorexia, if they're big users of some of these sites like Instagram, they probably do have some level of negative body image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine it's fairly common nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Also, social anxiety. There's social anxiety associated with all levels and types of social media use. People report feeling you know, less socially competent even though they're more connected online. Yeah, because it's it's they're lacking the face-to-face at interaction. So when they do have to have a face-to-face interaction, they're not used to, you know, not being able to filter what they say as easily. Mhm. And they get nervous about it. Yeah, I certainly feel that. Most of my interaction this this past year has been online and uh I I certainly struggle with uh, like, you know, making phone calls and that sort of thing nowadays. I get a little socially anxious myself. Yeah, um, we also see uh, a big rise in social anxiety with the rise in uh, social media addiction, which is a newly recognized by the psychiatric board. Yeah, that's like in the most recent version of the DSM-5, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just added pretty recently. And they're estimating, because they don't have a whole lot of data yet, it's, it's not, it's too early. Uh, that anywhere from 9 to 30% of the population meets the diagnostic requirements for social media addiction. That's a lot of people. That is. Hmm. And I think uh, another thing that we see is depression. Uh, sure. A lot of times depression <laughs> stems from anxiety, but also from comparing ourselves to others. So all mm-hmm. those people with poor body images uh, are at a higher risk of developing depression. But there's another side to it. Uh, historically speaking, when prominent figures die by suicide, when they commit suicide specifically, hmm. we see higher suicide rates overall among the population. And we're seeing this actually at a higher level with social media prevalence because I think hyper-personal relationships with social media users makes us feel a higher level of connection to to people we don't necessarily actually know. Mm-hmm. And so we're so emotionally attached to these people because of social media that when they do commit suicide, it creates such a strong emotional response in us that it's almost like we really did know them. And and that puts people at higher risk of 
you know, precursors for depression and suicide. Wow. Social media is some powerful stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these negatives that you've mentioned seem to be stemming from a misuse of social media. Um, I know you mentioned, like, in an ideal sense, social media can lead to increased life satisfaction, but in reality, it's often leading to the opposite of that. So what do you think we can do to sort of mitigate some of these negatives, you know, use social media a little bit better uh, when we consume it? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, um, when you, you know, are connecting with people of different cultures and learning how to communicate and appreciate other people, that that can actually help you. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people kind of stick to what they're familiar with. They're not getting those perspectives. But there's also, they're taking in too many negative people that aren't giving them the opportunity to learn and understand. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the things I think you can do is take a moment, really reflect on how certain platforms or people you're following are affecting you. And if it's negatively, then, you know, cut them out completely or at least really limit your exposure mm -hmm. to those kind of people. Yeah, you really don't need that in your life. Yeah. Um, but reflection is important uh, for all aspects of life, but specifically with this day and age of social media, I think mm -hmm. it's important to think about those things. Also, I think it's important to be aware of the signs of some of the key disorders that you can develop from overuse of social media, like anorexia, depression, and anxiety. And uh, regularly check in with yourself and say, hey, do do I maybe meet the requirements for one of these disorders? Mm -hmm. I also think that you should make a plan uh, to reduce your activity of social media. If if you just, you know, say, hey, I'm going to use social media less, that's you probably as soon as you get bored going to turn right back to it. Mm -hmm. So you need to plan other activi activities to keep you entertained. Uh, there's also apps that you can use to lock yourself out of some of your social media apps. Yeah, I've used those myself to varying degrees of success in the past. Yeah, uh, which, you know, those are especially useful because social media also affects our sleep. Uh, mm -hmm. So keeping yourself off it before bedtime is a good thing. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, don't punish yourself for being on social media longer than the goals you set. Uh, but instead, reward yourself when you stay under punishment. We learned in psychology, it's just, it's not a good way to go about changing your life. Mm -hmm. But also, I think the last important thing to say here at the end is seek help from a professional if you think you're struggling with any of these disorders, uh, including social media addiction. If, if you're having a hard time cutting down on your social media use and you find yourself feeling really addicted to it, then maybe you should see somebody to help you. Mm -hmm. And I think there are um, some steps that content creators themselves, you know, Instagram influencers, that sort of thing, can take on social media, right? Yeah, I think it's important that uh, these content creators make sure that the people that are, uh, you know, taking in their content realize that they're real people too. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they try to seem too perfect and, and that's what leads to a lot of these issues on the side of the viewers. Mm -hmm. it sets unrealistic expectations. Yeah. So I think, you know, having those moments where they're like, you know, I'm having a bad day or I don't, I don't always look like this. It's important. Yeah. Definitely being genuine is yeah quite important. 
All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for being on here, Gabby. Thanks for having me. And thanks again for listening, all 10 viewers. <laughs>